I just drink wine. Sweet. Welcome to the wine situation. Welcome to the wine situation. Where we take your wines with H's and pair them with wines without the kind we prefer. Wines with eyes. If the wines have eyes. If the wines have eyes. <laughs> it's like that horror movie. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm, um, act- I'm actually getting over like a chest cold, so I feel like my voice is very deep and very movie-esque. It's, it's extra sexy. I just always sound like this. Are you just saying that? I, or no, does it not sound sexy? So no, I, I feel I like, like it, it doesn't sound sexy. Well, when you try and make it sound sexy... That, that's Sean sounding sexy all the time, whether he has a chest cold or not. That's my life. Story of my life. Mm, too much sex. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And trying uh, to sound sexy when you have a chest cold. But you, I mean, you're sexy when you whisper too, because you're the wine whisperer. Oh, you, Ellen. It's true. Thanks. All the wine knowledge in the world from opening Covell and working with Greg Condes mm. and whispering wines to people so they know what to drink. And you're so smart, that little brain of yours, which is full of knowledge about vines and grapes and places, because you studied tests, mm. got your books out. I did study the test. I learned nothing else. <laughs> Just what I needed to know to... No, that's not true. I still read too much. Dorkily, <laughs> hanging out with my books late at night. Nerd, yep. way to read, you nerd. Okay. <laughs> oh no, you guys, I made Ellen cry. Aww. I didn't mean. I think it's my chest cold. Um, I think it's my voice. We're also we're very excited because we're we're gonna add a new segment to the show today. Oh, that's it's right. A surprise. Yeah. New we'll, segment. We'll get there. But first, I think we should introduce. Yeah. Ours. Speaking of books and writing, lots of things. We have the amazing Stan Zimmerman sitting here. Now I have to be all sexy, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Get up. Get without, up on without a chest so, cold. Yes. <laughs> Clearly, you haven't been yeah, listening yeah, to the show. We yeah. only have the sexiest guests. I love mm-hmm. that. That's why you're invited on the show, because you're so sexy. Well, he is super sexy. The first time I met him, I was like, who's that sexy guy? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember where? Casita del Campo. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love show Casita. Do you even I remember? forget what show it was. Down, down in the, the Cavern Club? Yeah. yeah, down in the Cavern Club. Down in the, the bowels of the... Oh, yes, the yeah. famous. Where now they actually do Golden Girls. They do. They've ah. done a couple of my episodes. Look at that segue yeah, right into very good. the oh. writer from the Golden Girls. It's very difficult to watch sometimes your scripts being performed because they do make fun of them. It's so fantastic. It's yeah. four guys in drag. Drew Drogi does one of our who, former guests. And he Sam does. Pancake and mm-hmm. just a great Jackie guest. Beat. I love Jackie oh, Beat. Oh, cool. And Sherry Vine. Yep. So they do the exact words that we wrote. And sometimes, like uh, the episode with the flu where they all got the flu, it's not one of my favorite favorite episode. And sometimes we had some, you know, you bring up references that now I don't even remember who these people are. Yeah. At the time, uh, I guess they were funny. I don't know. You so have no recollection. And there, the whole place is laughing. I'm going, I didn't mean to write that line, but then there are really good <laughs> hey, episodes that you know. I like and then it's more uh, fun to go. But I think they're doing a new show. They are. Yeah, they're yeah, doing so a new episode go. in middle of August, I yeah, think. Yeah. So run there because it's really fantastic. Is it one that you doing. wrote? No, I don't think so. Mm. Otherwise they would have notified me. And there was a, a Golden Girl puppet parody that I went to in oh uh, and this Golden Girls thing has actually gone crazy right. uh, yeah. lately it's, had, well, it's kind of riding this other the Betty way. White mania of the last five ten five ten yeah. five to ten yeah. Yeah. she's been riding this because she made a couple movies didn't she yeah. do was it the proposal or something where it brought her kind of back into mm-hmm. the mainstream and, and that was yeah. like early 2000s yeah, I think yeah like oh so the puppet parody was in New York which uh-huh. was really funny and they people walking around with puppets and you see them and they're doing the voices of all the different characters and they had the kitchen and that was fun I went and I did a 
little Q&A uh, before <laughs> the show. And then I was just two Fridays ago at D23, Disney Expo. Like everything oh, yeah. Disney. Insane at the Anaheim Convention Center. And just people in lines waiting to buy Disney crap. I mean, uh. Disney wonderful things, I guess. <laughs> and Because um, Disney owns Golden Girls, so they had this uh, really cute. So they what is that? You. They own me. Yes, they do. And, that, wait, was that ABC? Or no, what, it was NB, they, NBC. And then, but um, they just bought it? They just own it? I don't know the, how they got mm-hmm. a hold of it. Or maybe the deal with Whit Thomas yeah. must have been bought out by Disney. Huh. So they had this really cute panel uh, with a rattan set. You know, oh, that, my gosh. There's this huge room of like over 1,600 people came. Wow. And it was really a fun afternoon. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good segue into your wine with an H. Yeah. Do you want to tell us what your wine with an H is? Oh, what you yeah. want to whine about? If you, if you, where's the bottle? If oh, you, no, we can't wine. give you. I'm hiding it. I'm hiding it. Until. I see. No, you wanted my wine. We can't give you wine until, until I wine. Right. Okay. So. I think I whine a lot, but I don't. I have a whiny <laughs> Never voice. Never too much don't for I? the show. Yeah. I'm going to whine about this wonderful pilot script that uh, I wrote with James Burr called Silver Foxes, uh-huh. and it's kind of a, a gay men's Golden Girls, and it's not a reboot, and people are like freaking out online. How can you steal the show and the script? And like, it's just inspired. But I wrote the Golden yeah. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> you but say? It's not, but the, yeah, and one day, one night, I got into one of those holes online Uh-oh. where you just I commented, and then all these people. Anyway, so um, we had this amazing epic read in my living room with George Takei from Star. Oh yeah, Aww. and Leslie Jordan. I did not know them at all. I cold called them and I said, "We are having a reading. I haven't written the script. Here's who I am. Here's what the story is." And they all said yes. And, and Bruce Valanche and Todd Sherry from you know Todd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. Yeah. From Parks and Rec. Awesome. And then the lesbian power couple next door in the script was played by Daniel Gaither from Mad TV and Sherry O'Terry from SNL. Amazing. And Melissa Peterman from Baby Daddy and Reba was um, in it as well. Did you film this? No, we should have. Oh, you should have filmed this. <laughs> I had writer friends and we were going to punch up the script and it went great. And now we have found that not one network will read the script. What? Why? Not what? even a producer will give it to a network to read the script. Why? Here we go. Here we Here go. Here's the wine. Here we go. Let's, let's cheers. Cheers. Cheers to, cheers to, to breaking this wine. Yes. Oh my cheers. God. There was one particular keyword that gave us the inspiration for the okay. wine. You wanted to wine about age. ageism yeah. and <laughs> homophobia. Oh, that was so loud and so beautifully loud. She was, was, conducting. was conducting. just conducting, and there I was. Uh, I feel like I'm at the Hollywood Bowl now. It from my yeah. ears. Um, <laughs> yes, unfortunately, that is a problem. And I've literally had emails come in or people say it to my face that the characters are too old. And they think wow. that only old people will watch it. And I, I just tell them. And you're like, trust me, Golden yeah, Girls. <laughs> Look at Golden Girls. Right? It was watched by little kids, people in college, the whole age up to through my grandparents. The whole family. Everyone. Yeah. So I think this could as well. Other people have said, well, it's 99% characters LGBTQ. I'm like, and? Yeah. I think it's really fear because there's never been a show like this that failed. So you can't even right. say, well, that didn't work. Right. It's really fear. In this 2017, what would it hurt to give the head of NBC, here's the script? Well, like Grace and Frankie, too, the two main characters are oh, old yeah. as yes. well. You know, but like, that had Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. Right. I really feel our only hope is to go to like a Hulu or 
Netflix or yeah. Amazon. Mm. So we're kind of having a campaign to tell them. And Hulu is streaming Golden Girls, and it's been this crazily successful show for them. Yeah. And it even shocked them how much it is. So I'm hoping that one of those places will take a shot and have some guts and, and put it on, because I think it will really resonate. For sure. So well, why did you pick this? So why did we pick this wine, yeah. Ellen? Because it's we, really old. Well, it is from 2001. We wanted a wine that sometimes gets ignored by people and that also gets beautiful with age, yet yet retains everything that you love about its youngness, but gets just better with age, which would be a Riesling. A Riesling. I love Riesling. Mm-hmm. This is a C.H. Bears 2001 Erdener Trepchen Spetlese from the Mosul. Wow, Ellen, that was so sexy. Say that three times fast. I know, the way you just Erdener did that was Trepchen so... Spetlese. <laughs> 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 that I was only it, once. I can't. I can't say it much more than that. That was beautiful. But uh, it's Riesling's, like a spy movie, like that would be the, the code words, right? Yeah, exactly. Erdener, Trepchen, Spetlese. Erdener is the village. Trepchen is the vineyard. Spetlese is the level of sugar ripeness of the grape when they picked it. Yep. Mosel's the region. Mm-hmm. That's exhausting. All that. Exactly. <laughs> so exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like one of the most aged white wines. Riesling. Riesling. Riesling yeah. Oh, Especially wow. from like Mosel and Germany and stuff. Why, and, why is that? Well, the acidity, like one of the beautiful things that makes Riesling so beautiful is that even though it has like a little bit of residual sweetness to it, the acid's so high, it just cuts through it so that it remains bright. And acid is one of the things that sort of helps a wine age, keep its freshness um, over the years. And with Riesling in particular, it gets like, well, this actually would lead into our new segment. Oh, yeah. Should we do our new segment now? You guys. What's in the glass? (laughs) That's the name of our new segment. What's in the glass? What's in the glass? What's in the glass? Uh. We realized we give a lot of technical information and we don't usually stop with our guests and like so that you guys listening who might care to know what we're slurping up here. Yeah. So you imagine along with us or or you maybe would be inspired even more to go out and find what we're drinking and try it yourself. So we went to do a new segment where we all take a minute and we say, hey, what do I see? What do I smell? What do I taste? And what's in the glass? And also, too, it encourages people at home to stop and think about what they're drinking and examine it for a second. Shall we? Do it? Is there like a particle in there? Uh oh, there's a, there particle? a particle? No, there's no particle. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I found a button and yeah. a paper clip, and look, it's a Pikachu. Okay. The goblets aren't the best for analyzing yeah, it's a little tough. This is definitely what we would call lemon gold yellow. What's that yeah. called with the, it goes down? The, the tears? The, oh, yeah. the legs? The tears of yeah, the legs. I legs. never knew anything about wine. It was like red and white. And then I took a trip up to Guerneville and oh, Russian yeah. River, and that was one of the first times I was like, because you know, you're just sipping and yeah. spitting. And I was like, oh, these are the different tastes. Mm-hmm. Of it. Mm-hmm. But Riesling, I feel, is like celebratory. It's um, Can be. something special. It's something. Yeah. It is. You know, I, yeah. I love it. Riesling is also like a wine lover's wine. People that are really into wine really love Riesling because it can become so nuanced and the care that goes into it and the flavor profile. I think it has a lot to do with the acidity that winemakers really, really enjoy. We like to get controversial. People think, oh, I don't like Riesling. It's sweet. And it's like, yeah, it That's can. The... And we love nothing more than to contradict people who are like, you haven't tasted all Riesling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To be like, no, Riesling is actually a very diverse group of wines. Yeah. And That's what you always say. Is it sweet? Go right. order it. But well, most people... It's not I mean, always. Well, it's why not did they get that? They need like a new PR firm or something, right? They do, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, actually, typically, Rieslings were sweet because as they would ferment, it would get really cold and fermentation would stop and so sugars would stay high. So the wines were sweeter. But also, started, the Germans are really good at stopping the fermentation, fermentation early. Yeah. So Stopping it, a lot of things. Eh? We won't get oh into my. that. <laughs> there we go. Oh, very, my. Okay. Very, very strict 
Dachau, yes. yes. I've been to Dachau, by the oh. way. Oh. That's a whole other topic. But anyway. <laughs> that's, a whole, yes. that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Well, now that we've looked at our wine, okay. let's all take a smell here. Ooh, let's smell it. Another thing about Rieslings when they age is they get those petrol notes, which you get a little petrol. bit here. Ethanol. That's the main nose marker for Riesling is ethanol and petrol. Yeah, I love it. It's so stanky, so good. But I also get a little white crayon. White crayon? <laughs> No, that like just a, made that one up, guys. Like a Crayola? Um, yeah, like I, I get like a waxy crayon, crayon vibe, but I get nothing else but just the wax. Does that make sense? I don't get any sort of hint of color. I just get a really clean wax smell. Hmm. I get a like, lot of like the a honey. vapid wax smell. You get a lot of the honey. The, yeah, the honey, honeycomb. A little bit of a little bit of gas. Stan, you want to chime in on this at all? Glass I'm smelling, or is it that? <laughs> These glasses are not the best for the first for smell, parts yeah. of yeah the smell. They don't really circulate. Well, let's get to sipping. Yeah, let's smell. get to sipping. I just did that. Whoops. Oh, it's no. like a clean smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the acidity we're speaking of, if you take your fingers and put them kind of like right by your... Salivary glands? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was trying to think of another way. Well, not everyone knows. They're in the very back of your mouth, kind of on either side of your tongue, and you kind of like take a sip and you sit there, and then all of a sudden you feel the flood of... <laughs> this sounds so gross, yeah. but it's one of the things that you can do to analyze how high an acidity is. And at, like most Rieslings, this has a delicious, delicious acidity. Delicious acidity. Yeah, Rieslings are a lot about the balance of acidity with sugar and okay. those two things. And also sugar helps with aging, too, because it's kind of a natural preservative in that way. I would definitely call this off-sweet or medium-sweet. Yeah, like Halbtrocken? Yeah. What uh, does it say? Does it say Trocken on it? It doesn't say Trocken or Halbtrocken because this is a product fine, so they don't have to say that. But they do right. say Spetlaise. So there are six levels for a product fine, which is sort of the highest level of wine in the Germany wine mm. ranking labeling system. Which is what we're drinking. You're welcome, Stan. How yeah. can you have coasters and I don't. You want a coaster? Don't, oh, you, you, you could have a coaster. There's, yeah, there's an orange one right there. Or a pink one. You have choices. Like the orange. Yeah, so there's six levels of, of sugar ripeness that they pick grapes at. The first is Cabinet, then comes Spetlese, then Oslese, then Trocken Oslese, then Eiswein, then Trocken Beer and Oslese. No, wait. Cabinet, <laughs> Spetlese, Oslese, Beer and Oslese, Eiswein, Trocken Beer and Oslese. That's wow. the last one. These are like mental gymnastics of wine right here watching this. And the wines can be, if they're, there's a new modern system of labeling that's like self-appointed producers, the VD, what are they? The VDP? Yeah, the VDP, the Verben Deutscher Produktsverein, and they sometimes will label things trocken or halbtrocken to make it easier for the modern person to know whether they're going to get something sweet or not, because despite the fact that Cabinet has less sugar at picking than Spetlaise, sometimes you'll get a Spetlaise that has been fermented to a point of being drier than a Cabinet, so mm-hmm. it's really hard to, like, you can look at the alcohol level, and sometimes that'll be a guess, because the higher the alcohol, the more it's been less sweet it's gonna be but yeah that's Germany, what i was just looking at this one so yeah confusing. i was looking at this one and it's 8.5 percent alcohol so you know there's a lot more sugar in it than there is feels alcohol. taste sugary yeah a more sugary than other recent yeah had. and yeah. also and as, and as a tasting note too sugar is more of a texture than it is taste so people are like i don't like sweet wine but sweet wine refers to the actual texture of the liquid the viscosity of the liquid as opposed to a taste in terms of like fruitiness is where you want to think more when you're describing flavors of wine. You want to go like, it tastes like hay. Like to me, this tastes like golden honey hay or straw or something. I get, I get all that. the orange blossom. I get the orange blossom too. Yeah, for sure. Orange 
orange blossom and the honey. Stan, you want to throw out any descriptors? <laughs> yeah. You're just looking what? over there. He's just smiling. Sorry. It's so good. What's in your glass? What, do you, your what, glass, what do you taste? Because everyone tastes I'm different things. I'm seeing a things. hayride party somewhere in Europe. Oh, I yeah. I like it. That's what I'm picturing. A little hayride party? Yes. And, um, hayride. Little girls in skirts. And I was going to ask mm-hmm. if there were lederhosen. Yeah, something like that. And like um, chalices I appear. taste the lederhosen. It does taste European for some yeah. reason. It's taking me to Europe. It's super European. Yes. Yeah. Is that Why am I thinking that? Because it's from Germany. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because it's, it's from Mosul. It's from Mosul, Germany. Yeah. So but are the there Mosul California? And there must be, Riesling. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what, what are those like? It how, depends, how do they differ? It depends on the winemaker. It depends on where it's done. They can be done in a similar way. Well, you get less, well, because they don't age them as much here. So you don't yeah. get the petrol. You get a lot more stone fruit. I tend to get a lot of apple and like pear in one side. And maybe yeah. a little bit of floral, but less of the, this has all the honey and the orange blossom. And also I think they ferment them drier here usually. That's or true. not usually, but they're less likely to make them super sweet, I think. And less likely like cold, like ferment them or like or like in stop fermentation like they do right. in Germany. Do you know Davis Benham, a winery? No. Where's that? Mm-hmm. It's been, I remember we stopped in there. I thought in it, I thought it was David Burns. Uh, and oh, so yeah. we're drinking <laughs> we're like talking heads. This is cool. Uh, this is great. I'm buying a case and we get the case uh, and we throw it in the back and it's like, it's not David Burns, it's Davis Benham. It was Benham. really tasty. I was with Where in California was that? I was up uh Kernville, Russian River. In the Russian River. And oh. we stayed in a place that was a big barrel room. It was like oh, I guess wow. they had made wine in there at some point. And I was with a boyfriend at time. And uh, and with a friend from college and she was eight and a half months pregnant with her girlfriend. Yeah. So everyone thought we were with the other oh. couple. <laughs> and we had a designated driver. So That's that was good. really That's good. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it up there. I need to get back. There. Yeah. I need yeah. to go back. It's great. It's very different gone. now. Why is it different? Just because the whole wine industry has really made the whole area like very, very popular. A lot of people are going up there okay. and making whole like wine trips. Let's sell this script, Stan. And okay, then we'll go and do a wine, wine trip. trip. I would yeah. love that. I need to do that again. Yeah, right. Yeah. I did go with my mother. She used to live in Santa Barbara. So what's the place with the... Oh, you like Paso Robles? With, with the movie. Um, oh, Sideways. Sideways, yeah. yes. So we went to that restaurant. Solvang? Yeah. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah, that was Solvang, really tasty. Yeah. yeah, the whole Sideways tour. Yeah, I know everyone does that. Is that too mm-hmm. cheesy? I, I, no. I don't You've never know. done it? I, no, I haven't been up briefly. was just north <laughs> but we weren't doing wine touring or tasting Paneros? no it was in sonoma you don't wine taste wherever you go <laughs> I, I would think you would i'm wine know. tasting right <laughs> now we did go to one wine tasting room i'm not remembering what it was called who's we i was there with a then boyfriend one wine tasting and they're gone right, right? that <laughs> was <laughs> they couldn't we keep did up basically with you. break up on the trip home, okay so. oh, <laughs> oh that's right let this be a lesson to you guys Memory. if you're going wine tasting, no. look out. Your relationship might be ending. I had another good two, three years out of it. Okay. Let's not blame wine on that. Mm-hmm. No. Probably wine kept us together longer, I think. Mm. Now, yeah. was this in the 90s or was this... Before you were born. Was I don't it? Remember. No. Well, I'm just curious about when you were writing Golden Girls yes. and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. like, a mere child. Yeah, uh, you, were, like, you were... I don't even know how that's possible because... Like, if you don't mind me asking, like, how old were you? I was just out of college. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, it was our first I, big, big job. And you were and able was, to channel middle-aged women? Isn't that crazy? Right. Older women. We did a reading of it. Were you there at the uh, Celebration Theater? It was a benefit. I and think so, the yeah. The cast of yeah. Hot in Cleveland oh, yeah. read my first script, and it was surreal. Yeah. Betty White would not do the Betty White part. She had to play B. Arthur, which I'm sure oh my God. there's a lot of psychological I was not there for that. that. I wish I was. Oh, oh. It, was, it, it was quite a wonderful evening, but it was shocking to me. It was a very out-of-body experience because I listened to it, and I thought, how did I, as a young man, right. think to write? It was all about Rose, Betty White's mother, came to visit, and she treated 
treated her like an old lady and not like a human being. Right. I'm like, why did I even think or hear or know that? And right. that was really cool to, it was like a different person. Do you remember um, feeling the age difference though when you were that young and writing for these older people? I always liked writing for women and I mm-hmm. I had a very vocal grandmother, mother, and sister. So we do rely on younger men to speak for us. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Well, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't resist. I'm yes. sorry. Yes. Younger no. gay men. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It makes it okay. <laughs> that makes it okay. But yeah. back in the day when we were writing, there yeah. were very few women right. on staff of shows. I've worked on a lot of TV shows where it was all white male room, and we were in the closet. We could not say wow. that we were even allowed to be gay. You were not allowed to be out. We were told by our agents to bring a woman to any event with the show. So we'd come back after the weekend, and they'd be like, hey, what did you do? And I'm like, I can't say, oh, I went uh, to like a gay bar in West Hollywood. Yeah. You know. Wait, so in Golden Girls, were you yes, in the closet? Pretend- oh, yes, gosh. it was only Estelle Getty that took us back around the side, and she said, you know, you're one of us. And, um, <laughs> I thought she meant Jewish, but she meant gay. Yeah. And uh, I'll keep I'll keep it a secret. How many gay writers were there? Just me and my writing partner. Just you I mean, later on, they started hiring. Like, Mark Cherry came on the show years later. Right. How do we get onto that subject? Oh, so I would have to be the person in the room to say, like, you know, I think that's a sexist line or wow. a racist line. or Because wow. there was no one there to kind of stand up and go, you know, or can we give the female character more of a description than just she's pretty? Yeah. Like, who is she? Yeah. They still can. They, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I teach a lot of audition classes and I get the descriptions and I'm like, um, can we please have something more on that character? Right. It's an actor who reads the breakdowns daily, yeah. no matter what the description is, to say, but beautiful. Or it's always like this, Smart, this, this. but beautiful. <laughs> but surprisingly, yeah, it's always like surprisingly, Smart, you cannot be both if you're a woman. It's not allowed. No, you can. You can. You can. Uh, but now it's great because there's it's such... getting di- better. No, there's yeah. diverse writers on staffs and yeah. that's really, really great. And but then, it's really interesting to me, like as a young gay man, you really were championing the voice for women. Yeah, that's cool. And I feel like a lot of gay men are really closer with their mothers a lot of times and yes. they understand and they see things because they have to be able to navigate a straight world. So they see things and they are much more empathetic typically. I love how you describe that. Uh, I'm going to steal that and use it. No, yeah. please, please In the next do. podcast I do. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> I, I mean, but like that's, I mean, it actually, it. it's so great to hear and it, it makes me realize that what you contributed had such a relevant effect to the success of the show and why it's still standing as it is right now well, is because I feel like it spanned time and those jokes are still funny. I know some of them were, you know, of the time, but a lot of them were just interpersonal and had to do with relationships. Relationships came from truth. And I saw my mother go through a really messy divorce and I saw her retreat into her bedroom and close the shades and go under the covers. And as her gay son, I wanted to figure out what it was and how could I make her laugh and get her out of it. Come Mm -hmm. on. So that was... And listen to her. Not that young. I was like 15, 16 when she went through that. And that's... But young enough. About but that's, yeah, young enough that it would affect you and old enough that you could be there for her in a way that like a kid that she was still be raising, I would think, would not be able to. But scared be. for her as well and very being a sensitive and an yeah. artist and right. all of that at that point. And so I've used that a lot and she knows it. Yeah. <laughs> Different. She, I think she likes it, actually. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So did um, you see ageism act up in the same way during that time? Um, or was it different?
different because it was like family shows. So we were trying to make it sure was it was family shows. Family. But as we said on the panel two weeks ago, we as a writer could never have pitched Golden Girls and sold it. It initiated at NBC and they had the idea. They had Miami uh, Vice at the time. Right. And someone came in and said, I think it might have been Brandon Tartikoff and said, how about Miami Nice <laughs> with these old ladies? And so they <laughs> would, nice. every no writer that yeah. came in, they would pitch them and everyone's like, well, I don't know, I don't know, no, no. And then Susan Harris wow. uh, came in and, and uh, heard it and she came up with the characters. And so I think because they started the ball rolling, right. you could get it going, but couldn't, you know, even like Gilmore Girls, right. you could ne- I, we tried to pitch Gilmore Girls type shows. We cannot sell it. No one will buy it. Um, so even that got on as a fluke. And, but look at the success of that. But did you see the, the tone change from Golden Girls to Roseanne when you are working on Roseanne? Was that much more of an open vibe? Oh, uh, In terms of being yes, a gay man? Uh, yes. Then yeah. people were, we were allowed to be out. And right. then Tom Arnold would, would run through the halls and say, where are my gay guys? Meaning me and Jim. We were the gay writers. And, you, and Eric. Were, Eric too. Eric Gillen, but yeah. he, was, he was not out at the time. Oh, and I, sorry, yeah. Eric. All right, now he's out. <laughs> um, I would look at him and I'd say, come on, you can do it. Yeah. We'll walk you through it. And he, he would, he just wasn't there yet. And wow. that, that's, you know, I mean, you are where you are. Right. So, um, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> um, that's crazy. But, and then we got to write the Lesbian Kiss episode, and mm-hmm. that was a whole controversy, and the network wouldn't allow us to have two women kissing on TV. And I would come home at night and see it on the 11 o'clock news, and ABC just refused. And luckily, Tom and Roseanne said, if you don't air it, first they said that we can't film it. And she goes, we're filming it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they said, if you won't air it, then we will buy the show back and buy time on HBO and put it on. We're putting oh. it on. Wow. And God bless them that that's they cool. really stood. And this was wow. before Ellen and, and yeah. Grace and all of that. Yeah. And that's and they were like, they did not want to be embarrassed. And they said, all right, we'll put it on. People and, buy the <laughs> show back. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that episode back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Merit. And, but we did not know till that night whether it was going to air completely or whether the network was going to re-edit it. And, and they did. And we had a huge benefit for Glad that night mm-hmm. in, in West Hollywood. And there was a room of like hundreds of people in CNN was there yeah. covering it. I just remember going up in a roar because we had never seen anything like that on, on television. And, right. and to see her character, a straight woman, you know, what does that mean? And right. did I like it? And, and mm-hmm. how it affects other people. And I mean, I love that show because it was so real and raw. And um, and you know, I was in Moscow. Oh, um, that's right. Oh, this is 2015. Yeah, the wine in Moscow. You should do a whole show on that. Finding good wine there. Um, (laughs) Vodka. vodka. (laughs) But but they do have some wine there. But uh, I was brought over there to help them develop a Russian Roseanne show. Sony International um, (laughs) uses the scripts from different shows, and like they have every everybody else. Raymond is still going on there years later. But don't they repurpose and re? cast but use the same script well, that's what i was there for oh. to help and i don't speak a word of russian but i was given a bottle of vodka a bottle of vodka <laughs> a translator my own apartment and oh, a driver because wow. it's scary i was just dropped off on the other side of the world right yeah different times also not a great place to be gay gay and jewish i had many yeah, and Jew- oh, yeah. many friends that do not go you're not going to come back and there have been many horrible horrible stories of, of uh. people attacking gays there and filming it and getting in their apartment and, and yeah. being really violent. so how was your I loved it. I dated there. Oh. I, I, once I kind of got over the fear of it, and I met wonderful, wonderful people to explain to them what the importance of Roseanne was, because they kept wanting to make it funny or funny. Why is it not funnier? And I said, it's like real life. It's not your typical sitcom. <laughs> it, it was, you know, wonderful this things. Is the country things. where Chekhov right. comes from, and they don't yeah. understand dark humor. Oh, I got I'm so to, confused. Uh, <laughs> 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 like what? what? Well, they have very broad humor. And I got to go to the Moscow Art Theater, where all of Stanislavski and all that started. 
started. Wow. And it was so cool. I saw they were doing a production of Streetcar Named Desire. And I thought, well, it was good. Pick a show that I know the show so I could understand it because it was all in Russian. Right. And you're just sitting there and you're thinking, this is where like naturalism and acting all started. Because before that, it was all, you know, big and broad and presentation. Yeah. Exactly. And this was yeah. More, well, you guys know. How do you yell Stella in yeah. Russian? Well, that was really interesting. <laughs> oh, hey. that was, yeah, that was, that was, it was really cool to see that production. Wow. They I had bet. Pi- two pianos on the set and oh. was, the whole thing kept spinning around. It was, it was really cool. But I kept wondering, like, do they have accents or, but what? we can't really tell. So, how do we bridge this age gap here? And I've been thinking about it because I feel like a lot of times now when I go for things, they want to look at how many followers you have. Are you on Snapchat? What do you? What web thing are you Yeah, just on the breakdowns today, there was a role I was about to submit to, and they're like, don't even think about submitting if you don't have at least 100,000 Instagram followers. And I was like, seriously? They didn't say that. Oh, yes. Right. In the breakdown on LA Casting, they said that. It, well, so your union should put a stop to that. They should put a you stop to it, yeah. You know, because they're now putting that you're not going to have age on your IMDb page. But you, they should not be able to ask. That. Oh, yeah, no, it's getting more and more common they want to make sure they already cast someone who already who they can ride on their coattails of whatever what, fame they've yeah. established online but what's terrible is that there's already like a chasm between people that are older and technology mm-hmm. and if we're putting all of our focus on technology and how relevant are you in the technological age how do people but that that's are older a fallacy too. That? you look at George Takei he has a huge a massive <laughs> online following he does and yeah. I mean he was one of the first that was really out there and he's daily tweeting I mean maybe he has mm-hmm. people writing stuff for him, but he is really political and so great about it and, you know, going on Howard Stern and right. everything. So he is embracing it. And I hope, I mean, that's what would be so great about having the show that we could demystify those ideas that they can't be, you know, older people can't do the technology. Right, right, right. Maybe one of them could not figure it out or not want to. Well, for me, it's more like that's the reaction from television executives. Like, that's what they're thinking. They're thinking right. like, oh, these people don't understand this and this is what we got to focus on. And this is a waste of time. And that's ageism right there. Like we've, I, th- I feel like we've gotten away from these like universal stories that people really still crave. And instead of just chasing these likes and these quick snippets and how quick can this little thing happen and how can this hot girl walk in here and be like, oh, my boot fell out. And then some guy goes, I farted. And then like cut to, you know, That's it. Pepsi commercial. Oh, I just wow. got so sad right there. Okay. You know, but like yeah. but how do we, uh, then how do we still try and infuse a little bit of art and try and reach people and tell a story that people can connect to and do people still want to connect? I don't even know anymore. Now you're just whining. Is no, this I'm whining. You, I'm, just, you just sit behind that yeah. mic and whine. Can I you, actually think it's a great time. And there's so many people telling stories. And from so many wonderful points of view and in so many places. I mean, the fact that you guys are doing this and you're getting it out there. Right. And there's just so many, you know, online shows and web series. And we did our web yeah. series. Skirt Chasers. Uh, Skirt Chasers. With Shout Barry, out. Barry Bostwick and Elizabeth Keener and Meredith Barry Baxter. Boss, like, like the, the Rocky. Yeah. 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 How cool was he? He was oh. a Amazing. Oh, that's so cool. uh, amazing. Yeah, you yeah. got to you put your arms we got to, hang, the, we got yeah. to act together. Yeah, I know. That's so cool. was very I know. It's huh? not my real. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> and the sweetest man. And and he did our little podcast. And we had Leah Delaria did a cover of a song for the theme song, and she yeah. did it all just for free. Right. And we, you know, from Orange Is the New Black, and she's yeah. an amazing singer. If you don't know her, but you're she so did. prolific too. You're always creating I something. Can't stop, you man. can't stop. You're yeah. always doing a play. You're always putting something up. You're always well, creating and writing. 
writing and writing. Last November, I was like, I can either uh, hide under my covers or get out. And right. now I'm like, I'm about to start directing my fifth play of, of this right. year, and which is amazing because you don't, you know, you've worked a lot on great shows, and it's not like. But the fun thing about doing theater, as you know, is it's, it's not networks and executives. I don't have to wait for them to green yeah. light it. It's me saying yes. It's me getting to pick the cast and the music and everything. I don't have to run it by twelve different people. They're not testing in front of you know mm-hmm. an audience in Atlanta. We I went to. Have you ever been to one of those tests things? When oh. You make a pilot and then they, they oh, test yeah. oh, screen it. Test screen yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god! People punching we the little got to, buttons. Yeah, we got to watch it. And it was a show I did on Lifetime called A Rita Rocks with Nicole Sullivan and oh, yeah. Tisha Campbell Martin. And in it, the daughter uh, says something like, um, "Sure, mm-hmm. uh, mom about her older sister. She said the word vagina." <laughs> Well, someone in the test group said, I don't even let my doctor say the word vagina. What? And like, then you should go to another doctor. Or, yeah. uh, and oh, I, thought, and I, I got really mad and I said, we're not taking the word out. And I, we can't chase one person in Atlanta to suddenly rewrite the whole script. Right. So, You're like, why are we listening uh-huh. to just one person in a focus room? But that's room? what happens. Yeah. Uh, so that's another reason why I love doing theater. So I would love to eventually be able to make money at doing yeah. theater. I know. I was and, just, I'm doing this play yeah. right now, too, yeah. at Bootleg. And it's been really inspiring to just put something up and to be kind of creative and not if I could just make a little bit of money doing it yeah. it would be great. so we have to go to New York to do that yeah it's just theater is taken more seriously there but I I mean I live here I love here I would like to go back and forth and yeah. my goal with most with my plays is that there are very commercial pieces and so hopefully where are you numbers. putting your play up the Dory Theater it's uh, actually Justin Tanner play do you know Justin Tanner uh, in the 90s he wrote, he wrote Pot Mom and he did like a oh, play yeah. every couple months he's a mm-hmm. brilliant writer in this play called Heartbreak Help, and it's about four women sharing a Joshua Tree motel room for a women's spiritual conference. Oh. And uh, two of them are mother and daughter, so you know, like, shit's going to happen in there. Um, so I have Melissa Peterman, again, and Marissa Jared Winoker, who won a Tony for Hairspray. What? Yeah, and I know. In That's a little crazy. 50-seat theater, we're going to do this. Amazing. And she's never done a play play. She's only done musicals huh. and uh, in New York. So I'm very, very, very excited about that. So we start rehearsals in a week. Cool. And then we go up in middle of September yeah. and, and um, then I have a few other have, I've, I've just have a question have you ever written something not for an audience have you ever just written something just, just for myself just for yourself why <laughs> I'm just curious yeah have you ever written my something journal with, yeah but you like yeah. yeah like like a blog even like I yeah. keep my silly blog going just because I get a kick out of but people scratches. read it, but you have not that many uh, nobody reads my blog oh. scrumptious gruel you guys look it up what do you write about yeah. right now I started as me keeping track of stuff I was baking and then recently has devolved more into like wine writing, writing. I did a whole series on the Beaujolais crew. When I, when I went through a period where I was working really hard and being super interactive on other people's blogs and when I was writing for Hello Giggles, so I think more people clicked on my bio and then I got maybe more hits, but right now not that many people are reading my We need a scandal. Let's, let's start something tonight. Yeah, yeah we need a scandal. Okay. No, but I mean, like you were saying because you, that yeah, you write the, plays for audiences. I was just wondering if you ever written something purely because you just had to write it and you didn't oh, yeah. care yeah. If people liked it or not, I want to be liked, uh, yeah. but not all comedy. I, right. you know, about my suicide notes play. No, mm-hmm. oh, so not to turn this really sad. No, but I mean, I don't want. Five I mean, years yeah. ago, a uh, very, very, very good friend of mine took his life, and I was, I felt just helpless and right. not understanding why. And so I just had this brainstorm of doing like a vagina.
vagina monologues, but with suicide notes. So wow. I started collecting them from like Kurt Cobain and, oh, shit. and more wow. veterans and LGBTQ kids and kids that were bullied. And I, they were, it was just hard to read them. Yeah, and I then bet. finally, Matt Quinn, who has produced a bunch of my plays, said, you're doing it for Fringe. Just get it together. You've got two months. Yeah. And I did it. And it was an hour piece. And it was really intense, but really great for people to see it. Right. And then... And also cathartic, probably, for you. Yeah. Yes. It was difficult because after each show, I would get up and talk to the audience a bit. And I would say, how many people in the audience, raise your hand if you've been touched by suicide. And like over 90% yeah. did. Yeah, and yeah. then it's like a hush in the room as everyone went, oh my God. Right. And people didn't want to leave the theater. And then they would be talking out on the street. And yeah. So now, now I've retitled it to Right Before I Go. And we're going to do a huge benefit in New York City to kind of launch the piece yeah. in October. But my goal is to create a foundation like Vagina Monologues. When You know that when you do right. that play, the money goes into research and, and help for women. So this would be you know going into suicide prevention. So I'm hoping it will be done all over the world. So I want to see way. that. Yeah, you better too. see it. Yeah. I know. I really want to see uh, it. Some of the letters are just really, really, yeah. obviously yeah. intense. Um, yeah. There was one a transgender woman wrote on Facebook, put up there, and she attempted it a few times. I'm going to do it now. Yeah. In real time. Yeah. And yeah. then you see her friends write in. And so I had someone read that part, and then I had the other actors. Kate, don't do it. We're coming by. Uh, yeah. you know, and then you hear it. And, and I had someone reading the time. It's 4.45, 5.30. Ugh. Right. Then 6 o'clock, too late. And it's just, I'm getting chilled now. But yeah, I know. Same. all real words <laughs> wow, of wow. these people. And then I wrote in between. Yeah. And I didn't know if people were going to respond or run out of the theater or just not even show up. So that was something I just knew I had to do yeah. for yeah. myself. But the response was, and from young people, they, I had a lot of friends that have kids in high school. And they're like, should I bring them? Uh, they were super yeah. cool. And they would, one daughter took the program that had the um, suicide prevention number on it and called this girl from school the next day and said, I know you've been having some problems. Can I come over? And the girl's like, no one's ever done this. And she was like, wow. you know, she could have saved this girl's life. Right, I mean, right, so right. if we can touch anybody, yeah, right. then, absolutely. then I will be really, really happy. So I'm, I'm really excited about getting this up and going yeah. again. It's tough with comedy, too, because it's so direct. You know, you're like, line, do people laugh? No, change and, it. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. how do we kind of elicit that? Drama's so I, harder. Drama's harder, yeah. you know, and it, it can be more vulnerable in that way. And comedy can be vulnerable, too. We can put stuff up with the most earnest intention and then have it fall flat. And audience audience changes, too. Yeah, yeah, but, but I like is... combining it. Yeah, like this last play I wrote uh, called "Yes, Virginia" that Mindy Sterling. Oh yeah, uh, love. It's got nominated for mm-hmm. an Emmy for oh, our web series. I know. Sex and Congratulations! Sex. I can't believe that. So great. So uh, her and Ellie English are in this play called "Yes, Virginia," and it's about the relationship, kind of based on my mom and my longtime housekeeper. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mother started experiencing early dementia, and we didn't know how she could live alone anymore. And we said, well, if Virginia was still alive, they could kind of take care of each other. And so this was the basis of the play and uh, so I was dealing with something really serious mm-hmm. but really funny and human and uh, well, I feel like humor mm-hmm. is sort of the spoonful of sugar when I write about serious things like to work as much like sarcastic humor in there because like you kind of lure people in with the hi oh, I'm laughing and then all of a sudden you're like and think about this and maybe not when your mind's been opened by being able to laugh about things then you're willing to be like oh okay I can be a little serious I can I've think about that this I've said that for years yeah. when you're laughing yeah. you're just you're open and yeah. you're relaxed. Yeah. And all these yeah. things come in. And through. like you're feeling some kind of joy. So you're in a better mood. You're going to be, yeah, more open to things. Mm-hmm. You're not shut down and closed off. I thought off. I was the only one that thought that. I love that wow. you like verbalize it in like the exact way that I've verbalized when it in I've my head. I've written things. I wrote a play and I, it starts off really silly and then at the end, like there's stuff. But I felt like for what I wanted to tackle, it felt right and it felt like it would be more effective to like get people.
people laughing and then be like, and think about this. Mm-hmm. But in our life, we are laughing one minute and then we could be crying the yeah. next. And, and that's why, and I loved movies like that. Yeah. You know, as I was growing up, like things like Terms of Endearment, it was funny. And <laughs> for ordinary people, there was actually some humor, but also yeah. really touching. And laughing through the pain. Yeah. So, and, and Roseanne did that. So I, oh, yeah. That, that's why I, sure. I love that combination. Speaking of pain and Speaking of pain, you ready to be uh, tested? Oh, no. Yeah, I just is... got like a really great tasting note on this wine. I oh, got yeah. um, a watermelon Jolly Rancher. Anyone else get watermelon I think Jolly I got Rancher? That too. That's good. Oh, yeah. yeah, I like that. Uh, oh yeah, I was gonna say the one thing we didn't analyze was the finish, the oh, length of it. Shall we watermelon do watermelon Jolly Rancher? Oh, it's not too long a finish. I feel like I shuts down a little bit. Yeah. What do you mean by finish? How long and how it evolves. changes like in your mouth? You, after you swallow it, you'll still be tasting and feeling and and sensing things. And sometimes some wines you take a swallow and like for the next yeah. minute yeah. you're like all wow. these different sensations come up. And this one's a little shorter. It may just be there's so much like sweetness. I'm, yeah, I'm, or it, it could just be the acidity too, because a lot of times like too much acidity will kind of zap yeah. all that out of it. Um, but no, we have a lightning round. Right? Yeah. We're gonna ask you questions. Oh, so, what do you want? Like one word answers? Uh, you just can go for whatever, whatever. you think yeah. the answer is. Well, let's start with the one question. Sean and I came up with these questions separately, but we both wanted them. We both wrote the same thing. We I did. So I mentioned yeah. the six levels of sugar sweetness and how they make wines from them. We want to know: Do you know how ice vine is made, or even what it is? What is ice vine? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to guess? Should we say what they call it in Canada? What do they call it in Canada? Ice wine. <laughs> Ice wine. Ice, Ice vine. Ice vine. E-I-S-W. Is it German? Yeah. It is German, yeah. Ice vine. It's, it's a type of wine. What kind of wine is it? Really cold. Like, when would you drink this wine in a meal? For dessert. Yes, yes. it's a dessert Yay! wine. Yay! You got it. Oh, my God. I'm exhausted. How many points does it get for that? 30? A lot. 175. Oh, okay. You're wow. getting 175 okay. points for oh, that. Yeah, they let the grapes hang out on the vine long enough to get frozen, and when it, then they crush them while they're still frozen, and so the juice, the sugary juice of the wine gets pressed out, but the ice stays, the water stays behind in the in the press, and so you just have this extra concentrated, really pure, not overly ripe, but just very pure grape sugar. Must. Must, yeah. <laughs> must. The must. Yeah. yeah, basically when you freeze it, yeah, like it freezes out the, the water. Yeah. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, water exists in three states. Ice. So, they, <laughs> liquid so ice. when they press it, ironically, the ice is taken out of ice wine. It's just the juice. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, so you always know it's ice wine because they freeze the grapes. They harvest them later when they're frozen. Yeah. And then they smush them, and, and then they make wine out of it. As I mentioned, it's the next to the only higher sugar ripeness in, in grapes they use and is for the Trockenbier, <laughs> which yeah. is usually betritized, which means it has no rot, but these grapes are, are not, we're not drinking ice wine. Why am I gesturing to the bottle? Um, <laughs> but no ice wine is... No one saw you gesturing, but just... <laughs> but I only understand like every fourth word of hers. <laughs> oh, because yeah. it, cause it gets... I don't know what yeah. you're talking I'm about. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's wonderful. All it's the very, wine people very sexy. Like, but yeah, so that's that's ice ice. It's also very smart. Yes, ice vine made of frozen grapes. No, that's ice vine made of frozen grapes. Know. So and that's it. But you but you got it right. She's smart and pretty. She's smart and pretty, <laughs> oh, guys. Oh my god. Go. She's not pretty and smart. So, yeah, She's smart, smart and pretty. pretty. Yeah. Nor am I smart, smart, but smart. pretty yeah. or pretty uh-huh. but smart. That's shockingly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Stan's been writing lines for you for years. I see. I'd, li- I'd like to. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to. Um, I love it. Next one, Alan. You want to go with one? Oh sure. Because I just wanted to say this word, which I'm gonna 
to butcher. What does Gutsab Fulong mean? You see the translation of it on this bottle. So take a look Sound at the like. words in English on this bottle and tell me what you think, which one you think in German would be Gutsab Fulong. I'm the saying that wrong. bottle. Yeah. What? Oh my God. Are you serious? Oh my God. Brilliant. Wow. 501. You have 501 I'm, points for that. I'm smart, but pretty. All of the above. All, all the above. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Smart. <laughs> and whatever. You're like, please whatever don't call me smart. Call I me just, pretty. I just want to be pretty. You just want to be pretty. Seriously. Yeah. At this point in my it's life. It's different you know, struggles. At, at all points, I just want The different wanted. genders, we all have different struggles. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? That's yeah. Right. yeah, there you go. There we oh, go. Whatever. We're no. all gorgeous in this room. Okay. Mm -hmm. And smart. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, last one. You ready? Oh no, pressure's on. You're you're two for three here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is another name for the grape Spotsburgunder? What is a synonym for the grape Spotsburgunder? It's a very popular I think it's just variety. Spotsburgunder, or is it Concord? Oh yeah, Con no, it, it's Concord. Spot no. <laughs> like a table there. grape? Yeah. <laughs> like a Welch's? Yes, Welch's. Yes. Sunny D. <laughs> you got a comedy person here. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, you're right. It's Spotsburgunder. It's not Spots. Sorry. It's Spotsburgunder. Just wanted I was to check. Well, I'm throwing, I, it, I'm throwing my syllable S in there. Uh, Spotsburgunder. 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 Yeah. Can you give us like a this? Like we'll give you a multiple choice. Yeah, I do multiple choice. Is it A. Merlot. B. Corvina. <laughs> Such a weird one. Or C. Pinot Noir. Pick the sexiest one. What's the first, what's the word? Pinot Noir. Yay! Yay! No. Perfect. Right. Perfect score. I mean, and for bonus, uh, bonus no, points, what is, what's Pinot Gris and what's Pinot Blanc? Because those are also Burgunders in German. Ooh. Grauburgunder for Pinot Gris I don't know this and Weissburgunder for Pinot Blanc, which literally means like white grape. White grape. Okay. okay. White grape. Okay. At least well, I think Burgunders. You... I'm obsessed with grapes, by the way. If you, uh, people come to my house, they look in my refrigerator. Grapes. Do you I put have... them in the freezer? Because they're delicious That's out of the freezer. That's good, too. Yeah. That's good, too. Mm. Yes. But I, I like the green, I have green, a bowl of green, a bowl of per dark purple, and the red ones. Always? Always. Wow. Stan, I, I never know. knew that. Seated or non? No. Non. non. Come on. Don't. I don't know. Maybe work. you like yeah, to I was going to say, don't make yeah. it work <laughs> for it. <laughs> I can see it being a very meditative practice, and they're peeling no, your grapes. But then I feel bloated and fat after eating, but they're so tasty. They're good for you. They're so good for the digestion. They good. They're good Are to they? eat and they're good to drink. Yes. Mm -hmm. Good for digestion. Um, uh, well, <laughs> on that note, Sam, thank you so much no, for wait, coming. No, wait, we have one the... more question. Another question. It's the one we don't know the answer to. Oh, I always forgot my own show. You came up with this question. Ask it. <laughs> I, I just forgot. got really whiny. This is a fun question. Um, just what's bringing you some joy in your life right now? What's bringing me joy? Yeah, what's mm -hmm. bringing you joy? And it could be anything. Big, small, little. You're going to think it's corny. No. No. But it's like hanging out with people like you. Oh. No. It's been really that's sweet. That's corny. That's I so that's sweet. I just, I, it's I really giving like us it. joy. <laughs> We're br you brought us joy. Yeah. Oh. That joy brought us joy. Oh. We're so glad to have you on the show. Yeah, this was so, so awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Okay. Love we you. Toast to that. Yeah, toast to that. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. We'd just like to thank a lot of people. We, yeah. we have so many good people. We have wine people. So many people to thank in our heart. We have people who make us art. Thomas Strachey. Thank you, Thomas Strachey. Thank you, Dr. America, for our theme. Thank you, Dr. America. Thank you, Covell and Greg Condes. Thank you, Covell and Greg Condes. Good night, Moon. <laughs> good night, Moon. I was, just, I was having fun just repeating you. Good night, Moon. <laughs> Good, Good night, night John Paul. <laughs> Good night, Ma. <laughs> 
Um, thank you, Shelby, for being cute. Thank you, Shelby, for being cute. Um, uh, oh, thank you, UCB. Yeah, thank Good you, UCB. Good night, UCB. Good night, UCB. We're walking out of here for now, but we'll be back at you next week with uh, more people. Dave yeah, with, with the lovely Dave Holmes. Um, yeah. Tell your friends, guys. Subscribe, share, link. Oh, yeah, we forgot to say all that. Yeah. If yeah. we see you in person, ask us for a schnazzy new business card. We have sexy... Heavy, we got the good stuff for we you. We got today. the good stuff. Ellen got the good stuff this time. Well, every time. But <laughs> <laughs> I like to go all out. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, guys. See you and talk to you soon. Bye. I just drink wine. I just drink wine. I don't fuck with men and names. I just drink wine. I don't fuck with coffee mates. I just drink wine. Give me red, white, or say, don't touch me, motherfucker, I'm a Somali yate.